This is a WVU student media podcast. Hello, my name is Lindsay McNamee and welcome back to Monday in Morgantown. This week we will take a look at TEDxWVU going virtual, limited in-person class exemptions, WVU's weekend football win, how graduate assistants are navigating pandemic challenges, and WVU's freshman retention rate. First up, Say It Loud WVU's TEDx series has decided to go virtual. The event will feature four speakers who will discuss identity, social change, mental health, and honesty at 9 a.m. on October 17th via Zoom. Tickets are not required. Those who wish to attend the event are asked to register online. Next, despite the increased risk for students to contract COVID-19 on campus, requirements for students living on campus and attending in-person courses remain unchanged. WVU spokesperson April Cole said students are being asked to continue attending classes in the medium that they began this semester, whether that be online or in-person. Following a two-week transition to online classes announced on September 7th due to COVID-19 cases rising among students at West Virginia University, the school has returned to in-person classes. Students are required to attend their in-person classes as well as continue to stay in the residence halls if they are freshmen. For students who do not feel safe attending class or living in residence halls, Cole said they should contact their program or department chair. Students with documented health concerns should contact the Office of Accessibility. In sports, WVU defeated the Kansas Jayhawks 38-17. Next week, West Virginia travels to Lubbock, Texas to face the Texas Tech Red Raiders. Kickoff is scheduled for 5.30 p.m. and the game will be broadcasted on ESPN2. Next, graduate assistants are having a hard time navigating the pandemic as students and professors. Sarah, who requested her name to be changed to remain anonymous, is a graduate student in the Department of World Languages, Literatures, and Linguistics. This semester, she's teaching Spanish fully online while working toward completing her master's degree. Sarah said outside of her classroom, poor communication within her department has left her feeling unsupported. This semester is her first time teaching an online course and with no prior experience and little training, she said it has been difficult to adjust. She stated, We never really received any guidance or recommendations on teaching online. I think we are all trying to figure out how to do classes online that are similar to what we had in person, but that is not really possible. To read the full story and hear more graduate student experiences, visit thedaonline.com. Finally, unlike most schools across the U.S., WVU's retention rate increased despite the current pandemic. Opposite to the expectations of university administrators, more of last year's freshman class is coming back for their second year than previous classes. According to University Metrics, 82.6% of WVU's 2019 freshman class returned to campus this fall for their sophomore year. Compared to 2019 metrics, this number is a 3.3% increase in the retention rate. Last year, the university reported a similar 3% increase from 2018 levels. Here's a little bit of photo editor Duncan Slade's interview with Associate Provost for Undergraduate Education at WVU, Evan Wieters. All right, awesome. Can you hear me? Yep. Thanks for taking the time. I'm sure that um, you're, you're busy. So I'm curious, so last year the retention rates were going, I guess that they said that they had been going up by 3%. What is happening with the retention rate this year and what trends are, are you seeing? Okay. So by retention rate, do you mean um, the definition of retention basically would be first-time freshmen? So how many of our first-time freshmen who started last year with us it, it well, started in fall 19 were returned and were with us in fall 20. Is, is that the number you're looking for? Yeah. Okay. Between fall 18 and fall 19, we were at 
79.3%, which is the number I think you were referring to. Mm -hmm. um, this year, we're at 82.6%, which is a large jump. However, did not suspend in May this year due to coronavirus, and we also offered the pass, um, high pass, pass, fail option um, this spring due to, you know, corona as well. So um, there were a couple reasons that it, you can't, you know, a direct comparison might not give you all the detail that you'd want. You know, that, that makes a lot of sense. I'm curious, kind of going back to that top-level retention number, the 82.6% um, <laughs> and about that 3.3% um, increase, what does that 3% change tell you? Is that a good number? Is that a bad number? Yeah, no, it's a great number, really, and one that wouldn't normally probably happen very often. One thing it told us is that um, people didn't react to COVID and all the all the strange stuff that sort of happened, you know, with the fall schedule of classes and the way that we thought, you know, we, we had thought that maybe students would want to stay home. They would want to take a year off. They wouldn't want to do online instruction, so they, they wouldn't re-enroll. And none of those things happened. For the most part, students came back really at the at the same rate, if not a little better, than they would have normally. So, you know, that just tells us that, that some of the things we were thinking that COVID might do, like, you know, people would just would be worried about being safe and not want to come back to Morgantown or whatever, didn't materialize. You know, that's interesting because I definitely think that was maybe an assumption that I would have had that that people would have uh, would have left or you know taken a gap year or something like that. Do you do you have any have you heard anything or seen anything in the data about why people or why that wasn't what happened? Not in the data, but um, you know just from listening to people and talking, I think there's two main factors. One, there aren't a lot of jobs out there available right now for you know in the service industry, which is where you might usually work in a gap year. So you go work for a restaurant or in retail, and and those places are really hurting. So there's just not a lot of, you know, sort of one-year type jobs available to students. Mm. Um, and and I think, you know, another one is that not all kids in their 20s want to live at home for a year, and not all parents necessarily, you know, want their kids to live at home for a year. Um, and, and so you know, after whatever it was between March and September of living at home, people were ready for a change. Mm. Um, and, go, and you know, and, and if if there were good jobs available out there and and lots of stuff to do, maybe they would have taken that gap year and, and you know worked a job for a year and waited till things normalized. But as it was, I think they decided that continuing their college education was the best way to go. You know, another factor is that um, if you take a gap year basically have to start repaying your student loans mm. um, and, and that's a factor for many people as well um, you get you know a period of time before you have to start repayment six months you can only use that period of time once so if you take it this year then sooner or later you're gonna you know when you graduate you're not going to have that period of time to wait before you start repaying yeah I hadn't thought about a lot of those kind of economic um factors that kind of create a, a lot of financial incentivization for people to kind of stay stay in school. Thank you. This is really interesting to, to kind of learn and hear about all this and kind of
student body and retention at the university. So thank you for your time. No, good. No, uh, it was nice talking to you. That is all for this week, Mountaineers. Remember to stay safe wherever you might be right now. We will see you next week for yet another Monday in Morgantown. This podcast was made possible in part by the amazing reporting of Duncan Slade, Hannah Hebel, Crystal Check, Charles Montgomery, and Gabriella Brown. If you'd like to read the full stories we covered and more, visit thedaonline.com. Monday in Morgantown premieres weekly every Monday morning. To ensure you never miss an episode, visit thedaonline.com or subscribe to Monday in Morgantown wherever you listen to podcasts.